Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I am delighted to be joined by... Jay Lit the Kid, what it do. How's everybody doing out there? We are still... We are We are full-blown. We are good to go on YouTube. I think, yeah? I think we can officially say we are good to go on YouTube now. I feel oh. confident. We've been rolling a few episodes here now. So check us out on YouTube. Shut the Funk Up Podcast is the name of the channel. I didn't hear any. I didn't get any emails from from YouTube slapping us on the wrist. Ooh, okay, good, good, good. good so good, good. community guidelines. I guess we. I guess we toned it down a we're little bit. We're six feet apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're good. It took us to episode one thirty two. It's okay. We're here. <laughs> episode one thirty two in your grill. We're here. How's everybody doing out there? Um, uh, me and Jordan had a nice, we had a, we, we had, we had a little brunch date. A little Sunday brunch. We had a little Sunday brunch date. Jordan initially invited me to an old Sunday brunch stomping ground. And I was very hesitant because it's usually back when I used to go, it was catastrophic and crazy, but it was nice. It was, it was, we were just talking about it. It was a nice Nice show. Nice little uh, Saturday brunch, actually. Yeah, shout out to P-Funk, uh, who was not there. But I think Page, we can yep, safely Page. report back, um, it was in good hands without you. Yes, Tap yeah. 42 is still good. So, uh, you know, we did the... We did, we did the name drop, but we don't need to cash in on the name drop thing. Or at least did, I did. Did you? Did I you? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I texted her before and was like, hey, are you, you know, are you around this weekend? And she was like, no, I don't work the weekends. Right. So I haven't actually dropped the name before. Now, I knew the manager when I went in there when I first got there because I didn't know what was going on. I knew him from, he was an old uh, brewery guy that I used to work with. And so I had to let him know that I knew, I knew some peoples. There's, it's always a great feeling when you do the, the name drop, but I'm not trying to use the name drop. You just do like the, oh, is, is, is Paige here by any chance? Yeah. Good, good old friend of mine. And then he goes, oh. Hey. And he did, you know what he did too? He did the, you know, he paid his, he did the paying of the respects where he was like, no, 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 she's not here. But me and her uh, work very close, work very closely with her. Me and her are, her are always together. So he, you know, did the, hey, I'm important too. Oh, okay. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's always good. It's like, all right, cool. So my name drop without using and cashing in on it, you know, it worked. The, uh, uh, one of the rare, um, <laughs> uh pregnant um kind of like foods that wifey had to have or one of the few things that the craving yeah like Uh. the pregnancy cravings one of the few things that that she will say like yeah i mean i I can't say that she doesn't still have this craving now not pregnant i was about to ask do those roll over um but it was it's the the number one is Flanagan's cheeseburger. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. Lucy is at least 50% Flanagan's burger. <laughs> She's at least 50% Big Daddy burger. Big Daddy burger. <laughs> okay. and, and then number two, uh, strongly, the other 50%? strongly in second place, is the, um, the Tap 42 bread pudding dessert. 
Ooh, we didn't do that. Oh. Is my, that on the brunch? My no no no. My okay. my guy. I would say I am a a closet sucker for some bread pudding. It was it's I I that uh, and a banana fosters is another one of those weird ooh. ones where I'm like, oh, I'll take one of those. I've never even had a banana fosters. Ooh. Now I uh and P Funk, uh I think you owe me. Because <laughs> I now, did. We're, now we're cashing in. No, no, not. Oh, but, uh, but I, I at yeah. one point I even texted her and was like, "Yo, like I need you to like what's the rest breach, breach of contract. I need you to go in the back and get me that rest." Oh, we can do that. And she was like, "Oh, for sure, I got you." Haven't gotten it though. Oh no, we we, we go around Paige, we go around P Funk, and we go straight to Danny. Oh, Danny was all up in the. He was all up in the back of house. That back of house ass. Okay, so that's Danny. It. That we go to Danny. We Danny. Go to, we go to we go to Mister Danny. Yeah, but the bread pudding <laughs> is it's got chocolate in it, so you know me, CA Chocoholics Anonymous. Uh, I admit it. I am an addict. I'm sorry, uh, but it is phenom. Okay, I like that. I like so. Yeah, I that, like that those were the two. Like those were the two where she's like, we would be done with dinner, and she goes. We don't have any sweets at the house. And then and then 30 minutes later, there's just like the dog goes nuts and she goes, oops. Oh, and then, she, oh she has a delay. And, and yeah. then she just Uber eats it right to, to the house. Yes. And I'm like, babe. I'm not mad. That, was, that is one of the things about like that us men will never. I, I always was jealous of is the pre- because it's one of the things of just like. Hey, it's my craving. Go get it. I, or like, I want like no one, no one bats an eye to the pregnancy craving. I'd be interested to like ask your sister or some other. And you know what? 305-317-2371. Let us hit us up and let us know what want, your pregnancy craving was. Yeah. Um, Cause I can't say. Cause there's always like, something usually very like, specific. I can't say that, that wifey like was like, I need you to go to the store. Cause I wanted there to be the situation where she goes, you have to go get this now. And then like, I'm at the, the, the corner store buying cereal and milk at like 11 PM. <laughs> and the lady's like, Oh, cereal and milk. And I'm just like, wife's pregnant. Like yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get that payoff. Oh, I have, I have you like, you know, weekly, like trying to force pregnancy cravings onto her. Just being like, so so no, no Oreos? Oreos are not like like things that you like, but you're trying to, Ooh, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's really. So you don't have a hankering for any Butterfingers? Yeah, no? that that's really the best. That's when you as the as the husband or as the partner can like sketch the price synced up. Now 305-317-2371. Guys or or uh, or other. Uh, let us know if you ever manipulated wife into having certain cravings. I'd be very interested in hearing that side of it too. That's enough. That's uh, that just made me think of something interesting too. If what if you have a surrogate, are you allowed like say, you know, saying you and say you and I are a couple and I'm the more like, you know, feminine one. Duh. Like <laughs> the way I did this too. Duh. And like the way that I'm sitting is all yeah. it's all uh, apropos no no we all know about. we all know and like we get a surrogate am i allowed to ha- even though i'm not am i allowed to am i allowed to have pregnancy it's cravings? gonna drive a, if if that was the case and you tried to <laughs> 
claim pregnancy craving, it's going to drive a wedge in our relationship. Because if you're not willing to do the time or the crime, you don't get to do the time. Yeah, that's true. Damn it. So yeah, no, no, no. If anything, when you're like, I need that bread pudding, I'm Uber eating a bread pudding to the surrogate's house. That's so bad. That's so messed up. I know. <laughs> All right, let's get into the episode here. Um, and talk to me about our Lord and Savior, Rick Rubin. Ricky Rube. Um, ch- did you check out? I, I threw in like a bunch of crazy weird stuff on there. I don't know if you. No, I know you're yeah, already yeah. familiar. No, no, no. I listened to the the playlist today. Did you see my Mr. Hanky? I did. Did you like that? It, it. What happened was I was at work and I was going. I was letting it play in the background while I was working. And that one came on, and I was, like, facing the other direction, and I did, like, a, <laughs> what? And um, to me, like, the playlist you put together is so, like, indicative of who he was spread it with, around. with just the amount of success that he had over multiple genres. And I've always said this. If you can span decades, that's awesome. But if you can span decades and span genres and not only be good, but be great, that's how that's indisputable to me that you have the talent for creating a sound, um, um, helping create, you know, a movement and stuff like that. And Rick Rubin, I don't know, honestly, if especially like on the producer side, if there's a better example of that. Yeah, it was pretty... Because when you can go from, you know, LL Cool J to Slayer to Beastie Boys to Jay-Z, that right there alone. Now, and I would say that the two camps were kind of, you know, hard rock metal and like hip hop. But those are pretty diametrically opposed and on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So to be able to to do both of those not just good but great i think is just a testament to like just how good he actually is at what he does yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and was... so and and the other thing i was i was thinking is and people that you know might not be as knowledgeable are like saying you know who's rick rubin what you know what does he put out odds are you've heard plenty of rick rubin and you just didn't know it Oh yeah, when I was like that, that 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 place was fun to put together because there was just I mean I went to like credits and discography and there was just so much I was like geez what hasn't the question really becomes what hasn't yeah and just like that late eighties early nineties I mean there were there was there was a couple soundtracks on there that I was just dying laughing of I was just like just like weird quirky like bubble boy or something weird like you're just like wow he just he did he's always like he's just so many like, weird things like that but when you're great for so long like and i think also not like nose up snobbery to like you know at a certain level you won't go down and mm-hmm. do any of those things rick rubin was doing that all the time yeah. you know like you had mentioned like the butthole surfers and other other bands that weren't anywhere near um as popular but you know, he kind of had some loyalty to because of like just working together at some point early on. He didn't kind of like ever forget his roots. Yeah. Which is also cool because obviously so many people ascend to such a high level that you you see them stop kind of working with that, the little guy for sure. But even like those medium tier kind of known bands, mm-hmm. like he would still do that type of stuff. Yeah. So I liked that. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, check out Rick Rubin on the Peacocks and Music playlist. Um, we do have the Ear Candy. Speaking of playlists, we do have the Ear Candy uh, playlist going uh, that, we're, that we just started up. It is on Spotify. It's called... Uh, I believe it's called uh, Weekly Ear Candy. Weekly Ear Candy, yes. Um, and uh, Jordan, you 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 made up you 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 popped one in for last week, and then you got one in this week. Yes. What did yes. you? What did what did you? So what, for what, what we last out? week, um, I have a playlist called Maduro Jazz, mm-hmm. which is mostly like um uh like a Spanish fusion jazz playlist. Oh, you, I think you kind of talked about it. A little yeah. Bit. Um, and there's a song on there by. Pedrito Martinez and Eric Clapton. Cool. And it's called My Father's Eyes. And it's right. a really cool jam. Um, so that is my last week's ear candy. That's a good and one. Because I'm trying to make sure once just just like we do with the Cox here, but spread the love around a little bit kind of based on um you know, on different genres. And the other That's a one, good one I'm gonna, I haven't heard that one. I'm gonna check that one out. Oh, it's awesome. It's yeah. a good one. And um the other one that I added is a song called, uh, let me see here. It's called Tumpi, and it's by this band. I don't know how you would pronounce this. M-A-A-J-O. Majo? Yeah, I'll go with that. Majo, and, Majo. Yeah, and so they're really cool. When I was Brazilian? In, that sounds like... So when I was in Puerto Rico, and we were at this awesome bar called Jungle Bird... They were playing all this music, and I was in love with every single song that was on this playlist. Uh-huh. And this band was on the playlist. And um, here's the crazy thing. They sound, you know, they have all these African influence, electronic beats, organic rhythms, stuff like that. They're from Finland. Wow. Yeah. And you would never think that based on what they sound like, Mm-hmm. They sound like they're from a very small Polynesian tropical island. Okay. But they have this awesome sound. It's a lot of redundancy, but just building on beats. And they're they're really, really cool. Um, I have another playlist called Porto, uh, Puerto that is basically a lot of songs I found while I was in Puerto Rico. And like um, I haven't really found like anything else like this, but super cool. All right, those yeah. are two good ones. I'm actually all right. I'm gonna check those out. Those yeah. are those are those are perfect ear candies right there. Yeah, I you know? I, I want to make sure that we're spreading the genres out mm-hmm. and and you know I know that my cohort over here don't, who is a musical don't. snob is only gonna find you music that you've never heard of. Now I, on the other hand, I will give the people what they want. So I will throw some mainstream bangers in there that I just think that, you know, need to bless that, that, that those ears once in a while, but my guy over here will not. So probably most, most of the time, not most of the time, not. So I will leave it with that. Now, what, what, what did you add that definitely everyone knows about? (laughs) Uh, A song called Gloria by this band. Uh, The band is called Jim, but not Jim like going to pump iron. Jim like the Jim name. Halpert from uh, The Office. Jim. Okay. Jim is, is all capitalized. And the song is called Gloria. Uh, not Never heard of him. Uh, it's it's a good one. I'm always, I'm always fascinated and I've always, I, I don't know maybe what the term exactly is for it, but I always love and am biased and lean towards 
uh, songs that um, either are about or named by a girl's name. I love songs like, you know, Bex, Deb, Debra. They're just... Just songs that like if it's like they 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 the song's name is the, is a girl's name and and they're speaking about a girl I, for some reason it's got to be something that happened deep back long ago when I was a young kid I just love songs that are named and about women and like their names uh, I think you remember a while back but Wifey and I created a playlist of, I think it's on her spotify and it's called call me a lady and every we, I, I, and, and we I reached out to, to you yeah. yeah you contributed to it was us. a perfect thing i was like oh my god this is, i love this idea because yeah. i have so many and every ideas. every song on the playlist has i believe at least a woman's name in the title yeah most yeah 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 but it's a cool song too because even the lyrics of the song are the the chorus of the song he sings he says gloria and then, like, I'm not going to, like, sing it out for you, but he goes, he goes, you don't even know my name. So it's a really cool song of, you know, him longing for this girl, and he, she doesn't even really even know his name. But now, he knows her name. And and see, this is that high school thing of, you know, you're on the other side of the classroom yes. thinking that, that she doesn't even know your name. Meanwhile, she's just doodling in her book saying, Jim, I know your name. <laughs> she's got Jim with hearts all around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally, totally. Yep. yep. So that's that's the weekly year, Kenny. Go check it out. Uh, this place is on Spotify, but Jordan, I must know what you learned this week. What I learned this week was, um, we were watching some performance and they had mentioned Adele and, you know, I was thinking back to, you know, all these artists who have in certain cases, not necessarily hers like, isn't that thick but i started thinking i go how come you can't actually tell if you're only hearing someone sing necessarily what country they're from because you can't actually hear the accent i know it is always it is and it's not even just english i I would say i'd say the brits are probably the number one um you know, person, but even like group that you think of, but you know, like I would throw, you know, the Spanish Dundee and the and the Australians in there too. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Any any like British accent offshoot, proper English offshoot accent, but even like Spanish, like the first thing that came to my mind also too was like I can remember like one of the very first ones I used to always think of was Shakira. Like whenever yep. Shakira sang, obviously she had like that very unique voice. But when you heard her sing, it didn't have a Spanish accent. Correct. When you heard her in an interview, she had a full blown, you know, uh, yeah. you know, Venezuelan, Colombian. I think she's Colombian accent. She Colombian? I want. I think she's Colombian. Yeah. Oof. I'm. I'll, I'll put all the chips you're in the. I'll put all the chips in the you're middle. You're putting the chips in the. I'm sliding all the chips in the middle on that. She's. Uh. She's Colombian. I'm gonna go. Can go. I take the field? Can I take the field on this and say that she's anything but Colombian? I'll give you the f- the rest of South America. I will take South America. But I don't think she's Spanish. She's not from Spain. But I'm going to go Colombia. Mm. She's from like... Colombian. Cor- correct. Some, she's from a town that starts with a G or something? or uh, No. Or a C? Raised in... Ooh. Barac- 
Barranquilla. Barranquilla, Colombia. Barranquilla, yes, Colombia. There you go, boom, Colombian. But you would never know it. But yeah, yeah, it is always fast. That, that always has been is fast. I don't know where you're going. I'm sorry, I cut you off. But it is always so fascinating. You know, fascinating to you know, when you start to sing. You know, and it's and the answer isn't anything mind blowing. Um, but basically, what they said is many of the distinctive characteristics of an accent aren't reproduced when you're singing. And that's because a lot of the accents typically fall on the vowels, and the vowels, uh, the vowel sounds get stretched, uh-huh, yeah. and the precise articulation of the consonants is lost. That's so, true. Usually, a vowel is in the beginning or the end of a word, and you're yep. usually like. Yeah. And because you're stretching it out, the result is a neutral baseline accent uh, that yeah. sounds vaguely American. That's interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. That makes total sense, though, too. But what they also mm. said is. Typically, when you do notice, because there are certain people for sure that you will notice um, notice the accents on, what they were saying is typically those are the people that are kind of using their diaphragm and their voice as, as like a power tool less. And it's more of them talking and verbalizing. That's so true. Because so if less you think they... of like Fela Kuti, for example, yep. he obviously in his thing, you have an accent. But he isn't, like you said, like stretching vowels and like doing these melodic, like, you yeah, know, like he's, the, he's, it is almost very word, uh, what was, what was it? Like talking, talking the word. Yeah. Just know? like, yeah. Like sing talking or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, the more, you know, he's like, water, it don't get enemy. Like he's not singing water, it don't get enemy. You know, he's not like yeah. singing. So the more typically that That's they're so stretching something out, the the more the accent will be lost in the music or in the voice. And the less that they're projecting, I guess, and stretching, you know, through like a ballad or something like mm-hmm. that, the more that they're closer on the spectrum to talking, the more the accent will be. Uh, that is one of through. my more, that is one of my more favorite. What did I learn from you that you ever brought? I, I love that. That's one of you know, obviously cause I'm a music freak, but that that's like, that's locked in now forever. Right. Cause, Adele, Cause I've always wondered. Adele that. is a perfect example. She sings. You're like, and then, Oh, American. And then she talks. You're and, like, Oh, but she, no. she's got that like cockney, like Liverpool, yeah. like, like hers is like, I like, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's not proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was... That's what I learned this week. Uh, Alex, what did you learn this week? I learned this week that the Mormons are coming to the 305. The Mormons, I would say, (laughs) are coming to... I know it's Magic City, but they're coming down to Sin City? They're coming to Hialeah, more specifically. Okay. They bought a... Now, Mormons, have you... Did, did I don't you purchase this lot sight unseen? I I don't think they've done their research because they bought like a hundred like seventy acres, like or something like crazy. I think it's like yeah, like a hundred like seventy acres in Hialeah of like all of this like abandoned warehouse slash land unused, and and it hasn't and it's just like in this weird terrible like nondescript like on its own area, which is very on the nose for them to do because mm. they like their privacy. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're moving in. And, and I don't think it's a tech boom thing. I don't think they're moving in on either. Uh, I can safely tell you. I think, I think Florida is a nice a safe haven. <laughs> that there is a tech boom there. I think it's, I think Florida is just becoming this overall umbrella of safe haven for just any type of, you know, 
radical, getting into mischief, White, crazy, yeah, like religion. No one's gonna ask questions. Type of yeah. If you're white you and religious, <laughs> come on down. Yeah, and you know what? No Maybe, one will bat you know, an the eye. Brown part of t- brown, the brown part of town. Take as much as you want. It yeah, sounds like. <laughs> I, I just love, but I loved how it was in Highly. I was, I was like, I am very interested to see how that 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 goes there. I have a feeling if they purchased as much land as you said they did, that they're probably not planning on leaving very often. And I think they might get the a little compound bit of, situation. You oh, thinking? Oh yeah, this is definitely <laughs> a Waco situation okay. because I think if they do leave uh, campus. That they are going to be rudely awakened. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be able to uh, communicate with uh, not too many people. No, Hylia is thick. Hylia is thick. Them thick. Like Hylia is like one of the places where if you don't know Spanish, you like you and I like I would have you have a hard time. Most yeah. places there, it's Spanish forward. Like you're, and they're going to be able to look at you like no one here speaks English, bud. You can move to Hialeah, not learn a lick of English, and, yeah, and it is be, not a problem for your entire you'll life. You'll be successful. Yeah, in what yeah, you, do you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, so get ready. We'll, we'll keep tabs on that. Yeah, one. I'm gonna. I need you to file that in the <laughs> keep an eye on that category, because um, you know if there's a situation where you know in a month or two we start seeing some you know, large statue being, you know, erected or some, you know, I need to know about that. Because it's election. It's election year now. So mm-hmm. things are going to be sticking and moving down here. You'll start seeing in in, in Florida, there's going to be laws and people and just different things that are moving quicker than usual. Because Not it looking is, forward to it, bud. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... I had, as 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 everyone, as you know, I had a lot of time on my hands uh, the last couple months, a lot of a lot of downtime, and I I watched a lot of movies. Yeah, and as I was watching, I watched a lot of bad movies, and I watched a lot of good movies. Okay, and um, have you noticed? Uh, have you gotten? Uh, I, I know I've told you this before that I married Siskel and Ebert. Yes. Um, the movie critic. Very, very difficult to please um, when it comes to the movies. Have you noticed as you've gotten older, um, and I, or let me, let me phrase it this way, have you become more open-minded to a movie being good, or have, has your um, requirements for a good movie only gone up since you've, as you've gotten older? I... Or stayed the same. No, I, I actually, I actually, I would kind of twist it in this because this was something that you and I, there, that we kind of discussed at brunch, which I totally agreed with you because you had said it. I, I actually, the older and older I've gotten, the more tolerant I have become of maybe not the best movie. I, I have, I like before, if it was isn't very good, I would turn it off. Whereas if it's like. Kind of not good, but there's like maybe one thinking minute. I will finish that movie now, or or if I go or if I like go into movie knowing that it's bad, I'll I'll, I'll still watch it because I know it's bad and like I'm but not there for watch, it to be good. Sometimes you want to watch the train wreck. You yes. know what I mean? Now maybe that was misconstrued a little bit. I don't like that I'm sitting through the movie that I don't want to be watching, right. but I'll finish it. But my my the bar for 
is a movie good or not has gone up like oh, ex- exponentially. Yes. The movies that I used to well, like. We've seen, we're now at the point where we've seen so many movies. There's so many times where, I mean, I'm sure you, and people listening too, you watch a movie and you're like, oh, I've, I've seen this movie before. Not only I, that. I, or I know where this is going. But I think as you just get older and smarter, like the the bar for entertainment also rises with it. Yeah. Which makes it more difficult for you to like. And movies aren't just as good anymore, right? They're not making the like. Isn't aren't, isn't it? It's kind of. I'll I tell think you, like Hollywood I, has admitted that. I love going back, like when when wifey and I are doing movie night. I have no problem, you know, uh, popping back to the eighties and early nineties. Yeah. I think those were some of the best movies. Right. Like the long, long good movies like that where. You know, we go, we start getting back before 2000 and she's like, she's already lost interest. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Where I think some of those are some of the best movies out there. So I made a list of good movies and there's some, there's a couple of TV shows in here. So I didn't, I didn't do any of the bad ones. I just made a list of some of the movies that I watched that are really good that I recommend. Okay. And the first one I'm going to start with is it's on Netflix. It's fairly new in the last like three to three weeks. And I th- you're a Star Wars guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Big Star Wars guy. I then I think you'll you'll like this one. It's called Rebel Moon. Have you seen it or heard about it? No, I've heard. I've I think I've even seen it on there, but I haven't even uh, clicked on it or anything. I'm not a Star Wars guy, as everyone knows. As you know, I'm not. I wasn't the big Star Wars didn't capture me like it did most people. But this one has a total Star Wars vibe because it's on the same you know wavelength. Wait, is it? A Star Wars movie? It's, it's not a Star Wars movie, but okay. it's on the same wavelength of, you know, you've got different planets. There's, like, you know, the Empire, like, the bad, you know, people, and they're trying to, you know, they're taking over. And then there's all these, like, weird, cool-looking, like, alien-type characters. And this is how I describe it. It's like Star Wars, except for out without all the nerdy shit. There's none mm. of the nerdy stuff. It's just, it's all really cool sci-fi, good action. None of the nerdy shit. It's on my list. Rebel Moon, really. Rebel I think Moon. you'll. I think you'll really like it since you're into that stuff. Another really good one. This one's a music one. This was a music documentary, also on Netflix as well, mm. and it's called Squaring the Circle, and it's all about these two guys that uh, made all, pretty much, all of the biggest uh, album artworks, all the f- cover arts for some of the, all the biggest albums back in like the '60s and '70s. They did Dark Side of the Moon. Like Beatles, like I'll just there every single like even semi-famous or famous album artwork that you can think of from the sixties or seventies. These two guys are the ones that were like that made it, and there's a whole cool story about. This is a documentary style. Yes, okay, yeah. cool. So that one was cool. Squaring the circle. Here's a TV show that I don't know if you're hip to. I know you have probably seen the movies. You you know how they have the Fargo TV shows now. Um. Yes. There's a new one. They're on like season like five or whatever. And I've seen like the first two seasons. I actually mentioned that to Wifey the other day that I I, I don't even think I've seen the original movie from oh, like the nineties. Great, which Coen I Brothers. Everything's Coen Brothers is great. Yeah, yeah. But the, I saw the first two seasons and they were great, and then like kind of got sick of it. But this new season's got like a great cast: John Hamm, you know, the chick from Ted Lasso. Yep. Love her. They got the Joe Joe Ke- Keeley or Keezy, whatever. It's Keely. Keely from yeah. uh, Stranger Things. It's got all these like great great cast members in it. Oh, and- it's got the klepto. Does isn't the klepto in it from Stranger Things? Because there's Keely from Ted Lasso, 
And then who's the lady that would always steal all the shit? Um, she she got caught like shoplifting a bunch of times. Um, oh, she's blanking. the mom. She's the mom in uh, Stranger Things. And sh- I'm, oh, I'm, Winona Ryder. Oh, Winona. Oh, you meant I thought you meant in in a movie in real life. No, she's not in it. She's the no. You think you're getting, you're getting her in the Ted Lasso chick? I think mixed up. No, Keeley is from Ted Lasso. She's the she's the English. Oh yeah, chick. her name is Keeley. Yeah, and, and his name's Joe Keeley in real life. No, because the guy in, from Stranger Things. The kid, he's the kid that's like works at the, like the Sunday stand with the girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I His know who you're talking Joe, about. Joe like Keezy or something. Oh, I don't know. I know who Joe you're talking Ke- about though. He's in it too. Steve. Steve, yeah. Yeah. He's in it too. Great cast, and the plot is really good. It takes place in North Dakota, so they got that accent. It's a, it's all like Coen Brothers s too, so it's really good. So Fargo. Um, uh, is really good. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a whodunit murder mystery type thing. And I'm usually not the like most into those things. Do the seasons build off one another? No, each every, one's just every different. Se- season's different. It, but it, everyone's every season's different. But it's all just like how the movie is. Of it's like these all of these characters and they're all intertwined. Usually around some type of murder or something. It's a, it's always it's a, they're Coen Brothers and there's mm. so the plot and like the the writing is really well done. Okay. Yeah. Um, so check it out, Fargo. Fool's Paradise is another good one with uh, our boy Charlie Day from Always Sunny. Fool's Paradise. That one is, um, I think it was it was either Hulu or Amazon. That one was good. He wrote and directed um, uh, and also stars in this movie called Fool's Paradise. And he plays kind of like a Charlie Chaplin, like a mute. Like he becomes this movie star out of nowhere. And it, it's re- the reason why it's really cool is because it shows you the real like underlings in the back of how Hollywood really is. Mm, and there's the, a bunch of seedy underbelly. Yes, that's what mm. I was looking for. And there's a, and there's a bunch of cameos in it. It's just chock full. Like every single scene is just a like cameo after cameo after cameo. Do so. we get a Dennis or a Mac? Um, we get, there's a bunch of people. Dennis is in it. His wife is in it. Uh, Artemis is in it. Oof, love it. Okay. Uh, the, so he, he grabbed one a of the big boils is in it. There's okay. a bunch of them where you're like, oh, oh, oh. Nice. Mac okay. is, I think Mac is, the, I think he's the only one that's not in it. But yeah. Mac. So Fool's Paradise was good. Um, another really creepy one that this was a TV show. It's called Frogging. Frogging with a ph. I don't know. There's a new thing that the kids. It's a new term that the kids have. P h r o g g i n g. Yes, it's a new thing that the kids do now. That it started off where like kids would sneak into other people's houses, and that's like, how you get shot in South Florida. Don't do that. And you and they and you like sleep in the attic and stuff. And it yeah, started. Off, it started off as like a, I think like some type of like those trends or whatever those. Things yeah, that the viral on. trends. Yeah, and like you, you see how long you you go and like stay in someone else's house tonight without them ever knowing, and you sleep like in the attic or like in like a spare like places where they would never find you, and then you sneak back out, and it's called frogging. But now it's like now the the term is like turned basically anybody that's just inside of your house for a long period of time that you don't know about, they're frogging. You know they're frogging on you, and this is a is a ten episode thing about real people that like like they keep going downstairs, and there's things missing from their fridge, and like like, and then they finally like 
they find these people hidden in like their closets. It's, it's like super creepy. It makes you want to check your. You attic. watched all ten episodes, bro. I, I at the end of it, I was checking my attic and stuff. I was freaked the fuck out because it's real life people, and 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 the cool thing about it is each episode has like because it's based off of now the people's footage of like opening up the closet and finding a person like cutting a hole back and then like, and like like there's pictures like they find the people like in the middle of that like there's one guy where he comes home and like the guy that is frogging in his house is just like on the other side of like the door and he's just like got a crack door he's like i'm not letting you in here and he's just like what the fuck there's a guy in my house right he comes home like vacation so it's so creepy so creepy it's called frogging if you want to get creeped Can't, out mike if you could pan in on my face right now <laughs> No, it's so creepy. Do not watch it with the wifey. No, that's that's a hard pass from me. Um, don't fucking do that to my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's definitely how you get shot in South Florida. Now I've got a cool one that I thought that you and the wifey might like too. This one also is like a documentary. It's called The Jewel Thief, and it's about this kid who grows up and he's like this master thief. He starts off like you know, stealing from radio shacks and stuff. And he's just gets away with this all is the, a real, uh, this real, is a real okay. story. It has him and has all the cops and it's a wild story. And this kid gets away with so much stuff. And he's just like this amateur guy, but he like, he like learns and he, I mean, it gets to the point where he like is finding banks that are like being built. And he goes in and sets up security cameras in there. So then when the bank is open, he's got like all of this information. And then after he steals like money, he's like the cops are there and he's like listening in on the cops and, and, and everything. He's just like, it's okay, so cool. I'm back in on this one. The jewel thief is really cool. Okay. And it's got, it's, it's a whole really cool story. And like I said, it, the, it's got a bunch of footage and the guy he's in there doing it. And the last one I have, if you really want to get uh, really freaked out, it's an A24 production. It's called lamb. I do not. And I will just leave it at, I'm not even going to go into the description of it. Anyone that is interested in one of the weirdest, coolest, most thought provoking artful films that I've seen this year, go check out this movie called lamb and I'll just leave it at that. I don't like when you leave it at that. <laughs> Cause I, I was like, how am I going to describe? It? I was like, I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to do it. It's just one of those. Not a lot of talking in it. It's like filmed in Iceland. So it's all these beautiful landscapes. Got some creep, creep, creepness to it. Wild ending. Go watch it. Lamb. <laughs> but you had some stuff that we were talking about at um, yeah, a couple lists that were very interesting that I said, bring these up on Tuesday. So one, one I do want to recommend this. Because um, I will say around the Christmas holiday, I actually do like to get in the spirit a little bit. And I, I do. Watch Christmas movies? I like to. Like I, I like to try to get off the beaten path and see what other different Christmas movies are I feel out like there. There were a lot this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a new I think the the streaming services like no people like it. you know December 1 hits and they're like, "Okay, Chris, let's get these on." Mm -hmm. Um but I feel like one, they filmed like a lot of new ones though. Yeah, and this is actually one of the newer ones and I and I actually really I really like this movie just as a movie. And I thought that it would fall in great 
Christmas movies. Okay. And that is, and I didn't really know about, actually there's, we talked about it a little bit. There's one of the episodes in season two of the bear is about uh, Christmas Eve when the Italians do um, the seven fishes. Yes. But this movie is called feast of the seven fishes and it takes place in like the eighties and it's like this. Is this a newer Christmas movie? Oh, it. I think it came out like 2023. Okay. Yeah. So it's new. You'll know the main guy. He's definitely kind of a weirdo, um, but he does a great job in this movie. And it's all about him. And they all live in this small like uh, town outside of. Um, I think they're in like a suburb of Pittsburgh. Okay. And it's this Italian family, and it's it's just great because I think there's an aspect of what oh, everyone yeah he's in like the righteous gemstones yeah and they're pretty good cast yeah 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 there you'll know a lot of the other people in it mm-hmm. and it's just i think everyone can relate to it because it's like schultz it, is in it yep. Andrew schultz yep okay yep. now i'm in yeah and it's like there's just a lot of like um you know we got a big meal to cook for we're all the whole family's gonna get you know, be drinking and the old uncles are going to be saying, don't, don't cook it this way. You got to cook it this way. Okay. And the old Italian grandma is there and he brings like a new interest, a new interest comes into play and all that. But a girl, uh, like a, a girl. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, you know, this kind of sounds good. The old love interest who is it an Italian thing also going on as well. Oh yeah. Okay. That, okay. That's what oh, I need. Yeah. I need that. I need yeah. That. But it's, uh, but to should me, I make a spaghetti dinner? Like while I'm watching this, if you're going to be very much like the Sopranos where you find yourself in an undershirt in front of the TV, shoveling cold ZD into your mouth, eating with my mouth. In my mouth oh, moment, breathing yeah. really okay. heavily through your nose as you okay. just shovel in ZD. Okay. But I, I think, uh, great movie. Okay. So I, like that. I, I really liked it. Uh, check it out though. That's a good movie. I'm going to write, actually, I'm going to write, I'm going to write. And the other one, so I'm going to tell the story, but the new Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yes. We yes. watched Talk that to one. Me. Talk to me. And I actually thought it was like. Dead Reckoning? De- Dead Reckoning Part 1. Do you know what Dead Reckoning st- is? I'm about to hit you with a what did you learn this week? Because no. actually I learned that this week as well. No. Dead Reckoning refers to in the old days of how uh, people on the water or even like Lewis and Clark did this when they were, you know, uh, going in, into the frontier. Dead Reckoning is the navigational, uh, is is the term they use in the navigational of basically, you know, Using longitude and latitude, longitude and latitude, and then tracking your speed. Like on a boat, they would track your speed by the bubbles and how quickly they move past the boat, so that could tell you how fast your boat was going. And then they would, they would try. Then, then they would use the longitude, latitude. Like, all right, we're gonna stay east and stay east, and and then they would track how fast they're going. And that's that's called dead reckoning. That's the the navigational term of what you're using to like navigate and go and go throughout either the sea or the, the land it's called dead you're using dead reckoning huh well that makes sense because it starts on a submarine okay so, there you go but um like you know i'm writing that down you kind of do the eye roll with the mission impossible especially the movies where um like they've just done so many in the franchise that you're like enough man this is a money grab but this one is actually really good and I'm excited to see the second were, one when it comes liked, out. Um, I like them in general, 
But this one was... How new is it? I think I actually saw it on It came Saturday. out, I think... After Maverick? Before Maverick? I would say after. Is that the one where he, like, broke his ankle on that stunt? I th- think so. Okay. Yeah, because there's real footage of him motorcycling off of this insane uh, oh, face of a cliff. And he actually does that. Oh, yeah. I've seen, okay. That's that's in this movie. Okay, all right. All right, yeah. I'll check that out. Um, but it was really good. But the reason that we ended up watching this movie was, this was a Saturday night feature, is was because on Friday, I said, Wifey, you get to pick the movie tonight. And Wifey picked this movie. Um, it was written and directed by Dan Levy, uh-huh. who is, you know, from Schitt's Creek, uh-huh. famously. And the movie's called Good Grief. I saw it on that. And, um, and look, I, I love a good, um, inclusive, LGBTQA plus movie. Is that, is that all of them? I think I, think I hit it. I think, um, you know, let me know out there, but I think I just, I hit it. But this movie was just like, first off, it was, it was, it was under comedies. And uh, let me just say, was it funny? Not that funny. Um, <laughs> a lot of just grief-filled. Not a good grief. Like, yeah. Um, but it was very, very gay. Uh-huh. And there's nothing wrong with that. But as no. soon as we turned the movie off, I said, "Babe, <laughs> to compensate gay. tomorrow night, manliest movie I could find." Okay, so give me some manly movies. Then. So I created a list, not only <laughs> of of a of a list of five. Of the manliest movies I could think of. Okay. But I also, while creating this list, you know, came up with some movies that maybe you would consider having on that list. But I said, no, that's more of a boy movie. So that's the boyliest. Uh, I have the top five manliest and the top five boyliest movies. Okay. 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 Top five manliest. Uh, I'm going to say in no particular order, but, you know, uh, gentlemen. If wifey picked a really shitty, uh, very, very gay movie the night before. Go with these. Go with these to kind of, you know, just balance the sweet and the, and the savory Balance out. the universe back out. Uh, and first one, let's just really piss the wife off and go way back in time. A fistful of dollars. Clint, okay. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Let's just get a good spaghetti western on to where she within the first she two minutes what to do with it. she's pulled her phone out already and isn't paying attention uh, yes i like that now number two and uh I, I know we've talked about this on the podcast because um this is assigned to a very specific holiday uh for myself and my family the godfather absolutely in a diff in a this is a different way the mafia the organized crime there's a whole manliness but very, you know, reserved side to that to say, you know, we're going to make him an awful he can't refuse. The man that goes and sees every single movie. Ooh, hold on. Oh. <coughs> I thought I was going to uh, sneeze there. Uh, my brother, uh, he saw, he watched Sopranos, remember? Mm-hmm. And then he asked me, he's like, what's up with Godfather? Because he he's never seen The Godfather. He's like, what's up with Godfather? I was like, well, shoot. That Ooh. shocks me, Benny. You're better than that. I was like, well, shoot, bro. I was like, if you like The Sopranos, I mean, Godfather, Godfather's the Godfather. Like, you, you know? wouldn't have The Sopranos. Nothing in Couldn't the mafia realm. Didn't like, didn't like Godfather. He was like, no, too many characters, 
slow, didn't like it, did, could, didn't, couldn't understand what was going on. I was just like, I was like, I can't believe for somebody that goes and goes to see every single movie and has done it for like the last 10 years, for you to say that about The Godfather, I don't even know. You should just stop going to the movies because you don't, your barometer is so off. Benny, you're the problem. Yeah. I okay? was just it's like. Not, uh, that is considered one of the great cinematic masterpieces and one of the very few movies where people would argue that the second one is even better than the first. That's now, what I said to him. He goes, he goes, oh, I'm not watching the second one. I go, oh, my. I was like, hey, ugh. Uh, Elbow Baggins, I am offering you um, full extension of because as, as we started the tradition last year, um, that, you know, Father's Day is Godfather's Day in mm-hmm. the Lit household. So we I made my wife ask what I wanted for a present. I said, I want you to sit down <laughs> and uninterrupted watch The Godfather with yes. me. Yes. Which we did. And this year coming up, we will watch Godfather 2. Yeah. Bring Ben uh, over for Benny, that I would like to extend the invite. It does. Uh, I, I will even come over to your house. But we will sit down, big bag of popcorn, any other accoutrement. And we will rewatch the movie, and I can, if I really have to, explain to you what's going on, bud. God. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was... Now, the next one, and I tried not to do this very often because I don't want to include the entire franchise, uh, but I, I will go with a very specific one, and I will say 007, Goldeneye. Ooh, okay. But the 007 franchise in general. I was about to say, you could probably close your eyes and just pick. Spies, you know, betting at least one, if not two women every movie. Mm. Gadgetry. um, Uh, One-liners. Oh, absolute one-liners. Like. I mean, machine gun turrets set up on the inside of the ass. Charisma and just manliness. I mean, a tuxedo and the drip. The yeah. European drip involved. That's a good one. That's a right. Good one. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, these last two we can't. You, these these just can't be left off the list. What do you got? But Rocky, absolutely. What well, the four or one? Say, uh, uh, Uno. Okay. Okay. Start. Now okay. I would say one through four for sure. I would give you one through four as well. But but and and I've even argued this ladies. Now now guys, you want to get the ladies back involved. But to say that one might not be too bad like the uh, late cuz there there's an argument out there that it's a love story. It's my argument. Oh, is that you? Oh yeah. I have to say that might that... be a good one if you got if you know maybe if the movie wasn't too bad that she showed you and you don't want to just hit her with fistful of dollars, hit her with Rocky. Warm her up with Rocky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would argue that it is a love story wrapped around a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. So, and I would say um, all of those probably pale in comparison to probably, uh, I-, I think, might be like the manliest movie of all time, uh, uh, just Predator. Yes, 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 yes. Because it, it can't truly be the manliest movie of all time. I thought unless there are honestly, no women in the movie. I I I wasn't. Gonna, I didn't want to spoil it or do anything. But I I thought you were gonna go Rambo. But Predators, I would say, is a tick above man in manliness. Just because you have more men doing man stuff in Predator. Yeah, there's a couple women. In Rambo's some of the just Rambo one movies. man. Yeah. Yeah. And there was some argument for maybe like Carl the, Weathers, the Expendables, Ventura, now. you know. But to me, these are more classic. Now, those are for the men out. I could watch Predator 
like once a month and never be bored. Never like it's such a good movie. Yeah, for mm-hmm. such a good man, it's everything about it. Mm-hmm. You it made the what, jungle large munitions. Like uh, at the end of it, I don't care your man or a man whoever is watching it. At the end of it, they have the thought is the, it, it's in their mind of I could do that. The smearing of the mud. You know, there's just sweats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you got to be just miles deep in a jungle to really understand. Yeah. But yeah, Predator. Predator's great. Now, the boiliest movies. The boy. Let's do it. What do you got? First one, which I think uh, you had previously mentioned earlier, and uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's a boys movie. That is a not boys a, movie. Not a man's movie. No. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yes. Richie Rich. <laughs> I love we've all we've all had the thought of of if we just were like a billionaire child that in like blank check was like blank check was a big one was Sinbad oh yeah I was like oh man but the Mr. McIntosh but but yeah when you saw his house with the basketball or his room with the basketball court when there was the McDonald's in the house. The McDonald's was when you were like, That's oh. when you said, oh, I've never even thought about having a McDonald's in my own you house. You didn't know that could you could do that. Yeah. So that, um, here's another one. Karate Kid. Great one. Great one. Who, who I'll has, even take th- who's I'll, not been bullied and thought, hey, maybe I'll go learn karate. I'll even put a Three Ninjas in there with you, too. Ugh. You know Three ninjas. I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, one a lot. These last two, I think, are just absolute heavy hitters, absolute mainstays on the boiliest movies roster. <laughs> the Sandlot. Oh yes, yes. Sandlot yes. is the movie that you graduate from. The all boy cast with, of course, Wendy Peppercorn. I was about to that, s- that you then go to Predator. I was about to say. I was, about to, I was just about to, exactly. That's. I was just about to say. Sandlot is almost like the preteen years. That's it's where, the Expendables, but for boys. Yeah, that's when you're like going through puberty. Sandlot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then the last one, which I think is an uh, uh, absolute juggernaut, in my personal opinion. Mighty Ducks. Ooh. What, what? Yeah, one. Yeah, just keep it to one. Sandlot, I mean, could easily be right there with it. It's a preference, but right at the end when, um, man, what's his, what's the coach's name, Emilio Estevez's name in the movie? Bombay. Gordon Bombay. When Gordon Bombay, <laughs> when the, and he gets on that bus, Right at the end, I mean, chills, chills, chills. Charlie Conway, I mean, and his mom. Jesus, that Christ. small apartment. But I mean, I right? mean, I wanted the guy who sharpens the skates to be my mentor. Hans, ha- I mean, that's what I'm talking about, dude. Hans, I want to watch that movie right now, brother. And I think you could even throw the trilogy in on that. Yeah, because it gets good, especially when they go to the Olympics. Oh yeah, like. The villains and rivals in Mighty Ducks is is bar none some of the best in sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. the those are the top five boiliest movies. Ah, that's good. I would almost you could argue a boiliest. I you you could put up against the manliest one. They're they're just as good. Start start. Look, uh, you you can't you don't just pop out a man. 
<laughs> start with the boys and then and then move into the heavy hitters. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So yes. those that's the list. Yes. Um I know, you know, you're you're on the mend. Um, you know, you've had a little bit of a glow up. You look good. And we're not done. you, we're not you done. had yeah, we're not the work is not finished. Rome wasn't built in a day, ladies. And uh, I had I went to the doctor today and he was like, because I, it's the, you know, whatever. And he was like, you know, you, you know, you, you, you could, you know, losing weight will help, you know, obviously with like tons of different stuff. And, um, I was like, well, when I walked in, I was like, I've already lost 25 pounds. I was like, and I plan on losing another 25. And he goes, oh, he's like, that's great. That's good news. He goes, he goes, because I honestly was about to let you know. Like if you, cause I know for young people, it's hard to lose weight and some people don't want to do it. He's like, and I didn't know if you were like one of those people that did that, you know, didn't want to lose the weight, but clearly you are. He's like, but I was about to recommend maybe Ozempic if you, he's, he's like, just because he's like, it'll help with like tons of like, just things. And I was just if like, if you do that, and I was just like, dude, I was like, I'm off the podcast. I was just like, I told, I looked at the doctor that I looked at the straight as I go, listen to me right now. I was like. Like I said, I go, I've already lost 25. I'm going to lose another 25. And he goes, he goes, then you're fine. He goes, don't even listen to what I just said. I go, oh, I will not. No, I heard what you said loud and clear. He and was, you're, and you're pushing it. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, I'm sorry. He goes, I didn't mean to offend you. I was like, no, it's just funny. I was like, cause I make like, you know, we, I talk about that all the time. And he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he's just, he goes, you don't know how many young people I run into. He's like that don't want to lose the weight or it's hard for them to lose the weight because they're young, whatever. And they, and they eat, they eat a lot. And, and he's like, he's like, and he's like, they all just like, you know, love this Ozempic thing. I was like, no, I'm, I'm a okay with that. As Jordan saw my steps today. Yep. I got a not too shabby, not too shabby. Yep. I got a not too shabby. Mm-hmm. So now as part of this glow up, I know we've done this in the past a little bit. Um, as your biggest, uh, cheerleader and advocate for, um, you know, this glow up and, 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 and us trying to find you a, a, a life partner slash mate. This is a big year for This it. is a bit, I mean, you said that, um, the likelihood of coming out of 2024, a spoken for man. You said an eight. An eight. Yeah. Which means we got some work to do, bud. Mm-hmm. But I think the more information maybe we get out there. To let these women know. Oh, you got a little rundown for me? Well, yeah. I got some questions to ask. Okay. I got some more questions that I think are going to help, um, you know, let these women know and and whoever else know, um, you know. What just, do you mean whoever else? Like men too? What, hey, was, what hey, was that? Look, What yeah. was that? Uh, hey. LG, was, that, not, was that the A plus? Was that, what was that? Part was that of, you're part of the plus community. Okay. okay. <laughs> the T is for tall. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. Okay. B is for boys. Yeah. I mean, look, so I have a li- I have some questions here and you're going to have to be quick on your, uh, on your feet a little bit. Okay. I'm ready. Um, if Alex was any musical artist, who would he be and why? Oh man, if I was any musical artist, who would I be? And, and there's no wrong answer, but you will be judged on all these. Um, I would say that I am, I would go with a, 
I would go with like a, a danger mouse. I would say I'm I am uh in the background, you know, making mm-hmm. things happen, but I have an opinion. Oh. Yes. I like that answer. Yes. Now, the two low-hanging fruit that I thought were right there for you to just grasp one with each hand, like some big old balls, was I thought you were going to go Prince or Rick James. Oh. That's just where I thought you might go. Okay. I wish. Yeah. But I want want a little bit more practice. That answer, I think, uh, is what we're looking for, me and the the women and the the plus and the boys and everyone else out there. And that was a thoughtful, good answer. Okay. Okay. Um, if Alex was any type of automobile, what would he be and why? Um, I would be, uh, I think, I think I would be, I think I would be a tow truck. A tow truck. I think I would be a tow truck. I would be a truck. Because everyone just fucking hates to see you immediately as soon as you show up? <laughs> no, I'm not a repo man. Oh, okay. No, I'm a tow truck, so I'm, I'm, I'm there. To, I'm, I'm, I'm hel- I, I'm, I'll, I'll lend a helping hand, okay. but I'm also powerful. I've got, you know, this is this is a tow truck. <laughs> you, got, you got a tow package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm here to help. Huh. Like that I little- like that too. <laughs> now me, I'm going El Camino. Oh, that's a good I, one. I got the car look in the front, but I got the little bed in the back just in case we got to put some, some stuff. So in throw it. some paint cans in the back. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Um, <laughs> if Alex was a country, not the United States included, who would he be and why? Oh. I would be take past history into account. Don't say Germany. <laughs> I would be um I would be the I would be the country of Japan. Ooh. I have some, you know, I had I had a rough history, a rough past. I had a, I had to go through some things. But I've made a full circle, you know, commitment to be better. And I've now, you know, I've uh, I've gotten my shit together and, and, and I can and I contribute. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ladies and others. I mean, <laughs> these, these are great answers. <laughs> I'm just going to go Brazil because of sprawling jungles and a nice big ass river. Okay. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, and you got your beaches in there too. Yeah, that yeah. too, but yeah. you know. Okay. Um if Alex was any type <laughs> of medieval weapon, what would he be and why? Oh man. Medieval? Okay. Miss a medieval. I'll, is... I'll I'll give you any old weapon. Okay, then I'm gonna go with then I'm gonna go with the the Roman uh the Roman uh uh it's got a special name for it, but it's basically like a Roman axe. And it's the it's the the weapon that the um gladiators used. And what is that? Does that have like the double sided axe or um it's got it's kind of double sided, but one side the the lower side is like really long and so you can do a lot of hooking and stuff with it. 
and it's the handle on it was the first of its kind and you could it had tons of it, it was it, it's it was used the longest out of any weapon to date huh yeah and i want to be used the longest i like that <laughs> i'm going um... where are you going guillotine uh, no, I, and I don't know technically if this counts as more of like a weapon or a tool. I'm going massive catapult that they have to wheel in that they just like shoot stuff over the castle wall. Like the flaming, that shoot flaming Giant, stuff. yep, yep. I only, I'm the catapult in the, in the squadron of catapults. I, I'm the flame, I'm the flame catapult. Only the stuff that gets lit on fire goes in my... Uh, whatever you want to call that basket, basket. Or yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you. Um, if Alex could be any character on Seinfeld, who would he be? Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, without a doubt, Kramer. He's. I like to think there's a little Kramer in me already. I think there's a little Kramer in everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would say. I would say Kramer. But a close second is George's father. Ooh, close second. He was like, I wanted to go there, but you can't. I can't. You, you don't. I didn't want to be too cute and be like, don't go any, don't go anybody on the on the cast, like the the, the OG cast. Honestly, I'm striking your answer and I'm putting you as George's uh, father. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, right. I don't think there's any true better okay. answer than that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, if Alex. Was any type of yard work tool? What would he be and why? I would be uh, what's it called? A um, are they called uh, pole shovels? What's the oh uh, or, or, um, no? It's um, it's it's a um, it's not a pole. Um, it's a um. Oh, I'm blanking. It's a what digger? It's a post digger. Post, yeah, a post digger. A post digger. I'll be a post digger because um, I I, I want to keep I want to keep everything. Uh, I want to keep I want to make the job easy and keep it nice and tidy as, at the same time as well. No, not mm-hmm. not not do not do too much, but get the job done. I like that. Mm-hmm. What would you be? This I'm, is a good question for you. I'm going um, the unsung hero. Of of I think any overgrown yard, any true gardener slash landscaper knows that that you gotta have this in the bag, and that is the sawzall. You do you you do love a good sawzall, and I have been with you many a times when you just the way you talk about a sawzall is romantic. Thank you. Yeah, I think I could write like a a, a short novel, <laughs> a short romantic novel. When the saw, when tools or like things come in the and when the sawzall comes up, a twinkle in your eye happens that I don't ever see often. Men, women, <laughs> children. If you do not own, if you own a piece of property in any in any uh, context where you might need to do any <laughs> anything, really anything, a sawzall has to be a part. Of your repertoire, it's your go-to. I, I I can remember so many times of like calling you or having something get fixed, and you like, well, do you have a sawzall? Like you use it for everything. It's it's 
<laughs> it's I. I it would be the one the thing name. you take like on your naked and afraid. Well, I say <laughs> I say Sawzall, but what it's often written as is Sawzall. Uh-huh. So it's Saws. I say Saws-all. basically anything. That would is, be your naked and afraid. Oh, a Sawzall. That was that's what would they let me bring that. If no, it, if they could, you would. If they could, a Ryobi like or one whatever. full charge is what they give me on the extended battery. You would bring. You would be like you would, and you would survive the whole thirty days easily. I would. You would. You, you would, would think it's abs- for cutting branches, and you see me just like sawzawing a, a hog's head off. You would have by by day ten. You would have a full Daniel Boone fort built. A deer hung up out front, skinned. Yep. yep. A fire inside and outside, just because. I like that. Like, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Um, all right, we got two more here. If you could be any, I'll give you '90s too. But if you could be any early 2000s rom com, which would which would you be and why? Um, does uh. God, I'm I'm always bad at like what's a rom com and what's not a rom com. Is Shallow Hal a rom com? Yes. Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal. Yeah. Shallow Hal wants a gal. Hmm. Also starring uh Seinfeld uh Jason cast. Alexander. Jason Alexander, yeah. Yeah. One of my f- most favorite scenes in, in every in any movie is in that movie. And I think I might have brought it up on here before or told you, but it's when um, when he's got the you, you know he sees only the inner beauty of of girls and he and he meets Jason Alexander in the park for the first time, and uh, the woman uh that woman comes up to, to Jason Alexander on the bike and she's like, hey, what's up? I've been trying to call you and she's like, she's like, uh, I have tickets to see uh um. Uh, the Beatles reunion, like uh, in in concert at at, at, at in, in in Central Park. He's and she's like with Ringo and Paul, but Eric Clapton's uh play, replacing John, <laughs> and 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 then like and and it's like Eric Clapton's replacing John Lennon, and then there's like and Jimmy Page is like on bass too. She's like, yeah, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go? And and he looks da- and he just like looks down at her toe. Remember, he looks down at her toe, and he's like. Nah, not really a big Beatles fan. And she's like, oh, okay. And then, like, she, like, drives away, and Jason Alexander just turns the jackpot. He's like, did you see the toe? Just, like, turns on this amazing concert just because of, like, she has, like, one long pinky toe. It's so funny to me. That is the uh, the Jerry Seinfeld in everyone where he finds the one thing and can't get past it. I think we've all been there. Yeah, I would go right. with Shallow Hal though. I Very lo- surprising. I I loved, always loved that rom com. I love the message behind it, the inner beauty. It's just, it's the right amount of funny. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, is is great in it, and she, and I usually don't think of her as very attractive but she's so beautiful in it the dad's funny jason alexander's so funny he's got his toupee the dance the club scenes are so fun i They're love good. that that's why wow. I, I love that movie okay shocking answer now i'm um i'm not sure that this qualifies as a rom-com i'm just gonna be a bull in a china shop and just throw it out there <laughs> and got? make it one because there it it does center around a relationship and love. You and say I'm Rocky. Just, I'm, no, 
I'm throwing it out there and I'm sticking with it and I don't care. Saving Silverman. That's a rom If Shallow has a rom com, Saving Silverman's a rom com. Yeah? I'm yeah. good? Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. And the last. I want to party with you. I wanna... Yeah. You just you just hit that one the other day. Nice. Um... <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah. We got that jack. What is it? I totally, totally stole it when he was taking a whiz. <laughs> I totally snuck backstage and stole it while he was taking a whiz. It's so good. Um... And the last one. If you could be any type of hat, what would you be? And why? A bandana. Bandana. A bandana. Is that does that constitute a hat? No. And look, as a as a team bandana, as someone that's still to say that's shocking. As someone that is bandanas that you wear as on your head. I can't. I think in good conscience allow that to be considered a hat. It is a. It's headgear. Well, are you talking about? Are you? Are you? I'm talking about not as a headband, but as no. I know what you're going with. You know, a full blown but frontier no, woman style. That uh, that that is not a hat. Okay. All right. So if not a bandana, then I will have to go with a cowboy hat. Yeah, I'm just a ten to, gallon. I have to go. I have to go with the big boy cowboy hat. Mine's not it. far away. I mean, I think that you know. Um, not only do I claim this 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 creed, um, but I I I truly live it. And um, <laughs> I would be a a very classic bucket hat. I was just about to say. I was like, if he says anything besides bucket hat, like no. Jay's been bucking for a long time. You're a ten point buck. Ten point. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, ladies. So I think I think we're we're gonna continue to dig down here, and I'm gonna get all. That was a fun one. I'm I gonna like get that you one. all the information. Those are you good because those are the questions that I always ask, like on, it's on the, the dating, dating games. Game. Yeah. Where your answer has to be good and like maybe semi funny, but there has to be some like deep meaning behind the answer, like of why you would be that. You can't just be like. Oh, because uh, uh, fire truck, because I like fire trucks. You have to be like... No, I I see. Know, I think it's actually the opposite. Because I'll put out the flame. You know, you know, I, see, I think it's the opposite where it doesn't really matter what it is as long as you have a good sexual innuendo in there. <laughs> like, like fire truck. Um, it would be like, uh, I'm going to pick a fire truck and it's because... I like to stay. This guy's wet. got a pretty long hose, <laughs> and then he just winks. Why? Why was New why York? Was, why was your guy? Yeah, worked for like Ladder Fourteen of of like New you know Jersey. Exactly, you know exactly um, why. In, in Hoboken, New Jersey. You know exactly why. Because <laughs> he got a pretty long hose. But that's always what it is. Or you know, it's, yeah, it's something like because I can heat you up. And keep you cool. And you're like, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> I'd be a food truck because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'll keep you full and I'm on the go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. something like that, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It always has to end with a sexual innuendo, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies, I think we're on the right track here. Um, You know, 305-317-2371. You got any other questions we need to ask the boy? You know, let me know. Let's do I'm it. here. I'm here to help Stella. And if you got a friend or a, a sister, let's let's go. I'm ready. Friend or sister, or 
Maybe a brother. Doctor, I don't know. Doctors cleared me. Doctors cleared? Cleared me. For lovemaking? That was like one of the very first things like when I got home from the hospital was like, I got to make sure this thing works. Because it, like, it wasn't like I was in the hospital like popping Sir, boners. we're going to need you to crank it. Yeah, like when I got home and like everyone was I was like, all right, bye. Thanks, mom. Thanks for... <laughs> You know, doing the laundry. All right, bye, bye. You're like, couldn't close the door quick enough. Yeah, just closed the door. Ch -ch, closed it and like went straight in the room. It was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, you heard it here first. It works. <laughs> it's got, got a really long hose. I was, just, I was about to say, I was about to do Hoboken, uh, John, but I'm not going to do it. Nah, you don't. All right, you ready to get in the peacock? Yes, let's do it. All this right, peacock it. in music this week has been one that has uh, been requested a few times from the listener, from uh, from Mark. He has reached out a few times and said, you got to do this band, you got to do this band. And they are a great band. You, you caved to some pressure. I caved to some pressure. And I finally said, we're going to do it. This is the week finally to do it. And this week's Peacock in Music is a band called Love. 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 I think I've... Would I've, I know? I've played them for you before, and you've, you like them. You, I don't think... They don't have any anything mainstream. Okay. But they are... They are they are they are they are a peacock and a okay. half. Okay. Um, now was this um, either on your list or on your radar? This was this has been on my list for the longest time. Okay. But Mark, like a f like six months ago, was like, "Yo, man, you should do love. You should do love." And then I was like, "Yep, I got him on the list." And then, like recently, when he reached out when I was uh, in the hospital, he was like. Yo, man, just check it in. I Hope heard you're about, not dead. Heard but... Yeah, then he was just like, you should really do love, though. <laughs> you know? And I was like, all right, this guy's going to keep asking. I love him. And no no pun intended. So I shout was out, like, let's shout do out to love. Mark. Yeah, shout out to Mark. Uh, New Mexico Mark. New Mexico Mark. Mark lives in New Mexico. He, he, lives, in, uh, he, he lives in the Southwest country. All right. Uh, 1965 to present but present is a loose term uh psychedelic rock we got here um the singer and multi-instrumentalist uh, arthur lee uh who was originally born in memphis um he had been recording uh, since 1963 moved out to la uh when he was about uh, in high school and uh, very early on, when he wrote out there, he was always writing music. And he wrote the song My Diary for a very, uh, at the time, small L.A. band called Rosalie Brooks, uh, which actually in that band featured a very young Jimi Hendrix on guitar. Oh. Uh, one of Jimi's very first things that he ever was a part of um, was like right after. Remember, he was... Um, doing Motown stuff too and then he yeah. went to LA mm -hmm. and so one of the very first bands he was part of was Rosalie Brooks and uh, Arthur Lee wrote, wrote a song for him called My Diary um, but after seeing the band The Birds uh, in concert uh, Lee started his, um, his own band and or, or he decided to start his own band but he wanted 
you know, back then, this was like the early, the mid-60s, and the birds and stuff were very folky. You had your Bob Dylans and stuff running around, Ugh. and it was L.A., it was the West Coast, so it was like very folky over there. But he was like, I want to do something like this. He's like, but I want to make it a little bit more R&B. Oh. I want to make a little, put a little bit more rhythm and blues and stuff into it. So he linked up with uh, Brian McLean who he actually uh, befriended because Arthur Lee loved the birds so much. He went and saw the birds like all the time. And, and Brian McLean was a roadie for the birds. And so Brian joined, uh, joined the band as the guitarist. And the band was originally named the Grassroots, uh, but they had to change it to uh, pretty quickly. They had to change it to Love because there's they're not big, but there's a lot. There was already a band out there called the Grassroots, and once they saw the, this band touring, they had to change their name. So they changed mm-hmm. it to Love. And we got a fuzz situation. Yes, a little bit of a fuzz situation indeed. Um, but they started playing LA, uh, started playing uh, around LA, gigging around LA, and they started getting pretty. Pretty popular fairly quickly around uh, LA. They were started, you know, getting a buzz. Especially, uh, they were getting a lot of attention and a lot of praise from the Rolling Stones and the Yardbirds. Mm. When every time they would come over, well, they wanted love to play with them they, or they be around. They turned out them. pretty well. Yeah, so kind of got you know knighted by by those two bands and. Uh, they had this really cool, uh, dilapidated uh, mansion in Laurel Canyon out there in L.A. that they called the Castle, and it was really run down. And the owner, um, a property manager of the place, let them play, let them stay in it, and record and rehearse and do and 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 whatnot there, as long as they kept, uh, you know, did the upkeep, maintenance, and paid just paid the taxes. Just made sure they had a sawzall and just cleared out the yard when they needed to, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So they stayed at they they stayed at the castle, and it became like this. You know, because it was this huge mansion, so like all those other bands used to always come through there. Then, and it was kind of just a big free for all. I, I, I'm sure it still happens, like especially in today's music, like in hip hop for sure, where people are in the studio and other people just kind of drop by. But I certainly wish that that was kind of something that. I feel like was still around and very prevalent back in like the '60s and '70s, where it's like. Hey man, we just like got this place, whether it's like a house, a warehouse, or something like. Just come through and let's make music. And yeah. Just like like, and anyone can kind of stop by, and like anyone can just lay a track down. Yeah. And it's just like you know, it's the place. You don't have to call. No. Just show up with your stuff and let's do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely doesn't happen anymore. You'd have people calling the cops and saying it's too loud or something crazy. Yeah. We grew up in the wrong era, man. Um, but they soon signed to Electra Records, actually a pretty big record oh, nice. label, and they were actually Electra Records' very first rock band that they signed. Oh, um, and they released their first album in 1966. Um, the album did all right; it reached number 57 on the Billboard 200. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but they didn't have any real singles on it. But right after the album, they wrote a song and released it as a single called Seven is Seven. And that one, that that one gained a lot of um, attention uh, on it. 
and um, it'll be one of the very first songs I add to the Peacocks and Music playlist. That's because, the putting of that's the putting of on the map. Yeah, and especially it got it got them it garnered them a lot of attention because there was really really excellent guitar work on it, mm. especially for like 1966. It's a, it's a, it's it's a truly amazing song. It's one of those songs to this day. It totally holds up and it shaped. It had a ton of influence on so many bands, just that one song. Would you argue that as, and maybe this is just rock and roll dying, but although there's been like more technological advances in um, instruments as time's gone on, would you almost argue that guitar play has gotten worse? Yeah, because it's like it's kind of that theory of when you don't have a lot to work with, you make the most of what you have to work with. Mm. And when you have everything at your disposal, you almost do too much or you try to you do try to do too, too much. It's like I always call it like the little room like syndrome. Like when you're stuck in your little room, you're always trying to do like and make the best out of the, your situation to get into that bigger room. But once you're in the bigger room, you are always trying to figure out how to get back to the little room. You know, because you were yeah. more creative in there. I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking now, like, exclude Jack White and maybe, like, I don't even know, three other people. And I could put them up against people from 60s and 70s. And I think that you, everyone would, it would be unanimous that the guitar play and the quality of of skill is, hasn't transcended over 60 years into such a direction that it's blowing the, the, the old stuff out of the water. No. If anything, it's still better. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, but their biggest album, their third album, Forever Changes, um, released in 1967, produced by Bruce Botnick. Bruce Botnick did L.A. Woman by the Doors. Ooh, nice. He did... Great album. He did two of Eddie Money's biggest albums. Ooh. Uh, he did, engineered it and produced those, and he also did the Beach Boys Pet Sounds album. Mm. No, don't ever, ever do that. Mm. Don't stop it. Mm, okay. You sound like an idiot. Don't ever do that. Mm, okay. Uh, I will add, Pet Sounds going, is, is going on Ear Candy next week. You're, you're getting your mind blown. Uh, I'll, but, I'll, I'll leave it at this. I don't know. I'm speaking from a point of ignorance. Um, ignorance. Yes. Um, show me the light. But, yeah. uh, but, but that's, that's on you. It's the album that came out that the Beatles, like John, John Lennon and Paul McCartney went, holy crap, we have to do better. They were doing eight days a week and love, love me do. And then pet sounds came out and they went back to the studio and said, Guys, we we got we got ways to go. <laughs> Scrub it all. Yeah, let's start over. Um, but Forever Changes was the third out third album. It was huge. It uh, they recorded in sixty four hours, which was pretty amazing. Love which that. that's another thing too. When you talk about the guitar work, that 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 also I feel like it rarely happens nowadays too. When people like you I don't actually, know if it was a budget thing or if they had a little time. bit in hip hop where. Yeah. They'll kind of like lock themselves in a room with a producer for like a a two day span, and they'll put together like a seven song mixtape. But it's not the same like tier 
that you are probably talking about. But you, I feel you like back hip-hop, then, not in, not I feel like back generation. then they would go into the studio with things in their arsenal, whereas now people go into the studio to go make an album. It's like, all right, we're gonna be we're here to make an album. Whereas I feel like back then they were like, we've got some ideas. Let's go to the studio. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, recording sixty four hours, and it's to this day regarded as one of the best rock albums of all time. Really? Yes, it's it's on every single list. You can look up Rolling Stone, any list of, you know, the 500, 200 best rock albums. It is always on there. It was highly influential. It changed, you know... What year this, did that one come out? 67. It's 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 highly it's it's one of the it's one it's one of the biggest rock albums of all time that no one ever even speaks of. But when you listen to it, you'll you'll get it. You'll go, oh, I get it, I get it. It's it's just one of those things where it, it took me. I remember, I'll never forget when my dad showed. Is this to gonna me. be like a blues breaker situation, and I'm gonna be yeah a little peeved after. Yeah, because it, it it really you're you're just like wow. They just yeah, it was just it was just one of those things. Okay, and it um it was such it was such a big album that it is in the national recording registry, which is uh basically any type of uh. Recorded music, audio, broadcast. There's tons of different things that go in there, but anything of great, great significance and of importance that has been audio that has been recorded, it the the people submit it to it, but not not a lot of them get approved. But it goes into the National Recording Registry and it's there forever. It's one of the things that I that I believe that they've sent into space. Yeah, this is like the popular culture. It's it's it's. It's in the zeitgeist of that time the national, and can't be forgotten. Yeah, the National Recording Registry, it's like only things that make it into there are things that are just culturally, you know, were, is, it's, is on its own. It's and was, the, yeah. the earth, it's it's going to go on that, into that big black box down mm-hmm. in New Zealand and when the aliens come down because the earth yes. has absolutely fought, melted into its own core, yeah. it'll be there and, and they'll get to hear love. Yeah, so that's that just goes to show you how, you know, how great you know this band and this this album particularly was but soon after the, that great album tensions uh started uh rising within the band as they always do especially between the guitarist john mclean and arthur lee you know arthur you know was very hands-on john wanted his songs on there arthur didn't really like his songs and arthur even did a lot did a lot of uh, you know, people like a lot of the guys in the bands would lay things down, and then he would not like it, so he would go hire another musician to to, to go lay down the drums or like something better. Ugh. Yeah, it was you know it was ugly, but that's who Arthur Lee was. He was just that guy, and everyone else in the band was kind of cool with it. John McLean was not very cool with it, and he uh pretty much was the first to go and he he dipped out and he actually went on to become a christian uh a christian rock artist and then the rest of the other people in the band um got into drugs and crime and fell off the face of the (laughs) earth really uh one went left one went right huh yeah but you know arthur lee replaced all the band members and uh replaced um you know it was a little bit of a turnstile situation but you know replaced the band members put out three or four more albums uh all 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 pretty good not nothing you know 
like forever changed they were never the same obviously because it wasn't the original band but the um one of the one of the one of the last album that they did do together as a band uh um had had jimmy pa- uh jimmy pa- jimmy hendrix was uh on it and it was the last thing that jimmy hendrix was ever featured on before he died oh. was the was a love album so just again just goes to show you you know within the music community love was you know you got your rolling stones your yardbirds your jimmy Hendrix. everyone was like oh that they were on they were really on their own huh with 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 what they were doing it sounds like an absolute definition of a peacock yeah exactly the band broke up like i said got to back together many a times uh you know once you know the late 70s and especially the 80s 90s and stuff hit you know arthur lee was just getting people to come just going on tour they weren't really love but they were touring under love but um all the original members have now since died arthur lee died of leukemia uh, the other ones died of, you know, nothing crazy. There was no, like, something, anything bad. A, just... a, a band can't continue mm-hmm. after all the original members have passed, right? Yeah, right. That's, like, that should be in music law. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, that's your Peacock and Music This Week love. Mark, hopefully I did you justice there. And, like I said, if you guys are in the mood for exploring something from you know really groovy really cool really different that does that is nothing that you'll you're definitely listening to now go check out forever changes it is an amazing album and it's definitely on the list of for you vinyl heads out there if you don't have it it's one of those it's like you got to have that in Hmm. you got to have that in your library if you're a vinyl head you got to have forever changes in there it's it's beautiful. So I'll put I'll put some songs on there so you can check it out and stuff. But, Word. Um, Excited about this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's love. Check them out. Uh, before we get out of here, though, I just wanted to uh, go over, because I remember a few months back, remember when we talked about the Dat Piff, that yep. um, uh, website that had all of the mixtapes? Yeah, the mixtapes yeah. and stuff that were on it. It was... We were downloading like craziness every single week. We we talked about it. What a time! I remember. Remember when we talked about it? It went out. Yeah. Of well, actually, I saw. I read this week. They actually didn't go out of business. They what happened? I think I think I heard about. I didn't get too far into it, but I I think I saw something on this too. Yeah. So what actually what happened was their hard drive, you know, because it was such, you know, that type of operation, their hard drive got uh, a virus. And so that and they that's why they shut down uh, Dat Piff, because they thought they had lost all of their all of these mixtapes and all of these albums that they that they had. But apparently they took it to like you know some computer genius person and but and they got all <laughs> they the... went to Best Buy and and saw one of the <laughs> they went the to the Geek, Geek Squad. Squad yeah and they got it all back they recovered the hard drive and all the information on it and so um <laughs> they didn't open up Datpiff you know they didn't open up the the website back up just because it you know the website isn't really very relevant anymore anyway. But they did upload all, almost all of their whole entire uh, mixtapes and stuff to, um, God, I'm blanking on it. Um, what's that website that, uh, the archive, archive.org. 
I don't know if you ever heard of it. If you ever no. go to like, if you ever are looking so for, so can you still download? Yeah, anything that you want. archive archive.org has been around for a very long time, and it's basically a big. It's all audio stuff, and it's got broadcasts from like 1909 on it. There's tons of different. If you ever want free sample sounds and stuff, if you're doing some type of project, or you know you know stuff like that and there's also lots of really old and quirky you know albums and artists and stuff on there um but you can't put anything on there that's been in the last 75 years because obviously that's yeah. copywritten mm-hmm. but none of this stuff is copywritten because it's all mixtape it's all free it's none of it was sold so they uploaded everything on their hard drive to archive.org so we're good so if oh, you ever sweet. want to go back and get you know the black frank white or Louisiana, or any of those crazy old mixtapes or stuff, or what was the Bob Marley one? Um, um, Bob Deep. Bob Deep with yeah. You go to archive.org. The Biggie Hendrix experience. The Biggie as well. Hendrix experience. If you ever want to go and get those and Ooh. download them all, it's all there on was, archive.org. There was another one with Nas. What was it? Um, God, there's so many. I don't know. There was. What was the BB King and the, Ugh, that uh, was the, one? The you trail loved, is gone. The trail is gone. You oh loved that God. one. Yeah, with I'm, Pimp C. Yeah, I might even yeah. have to fucking throw that on on the way home. So all of it is on archive.org. So thank you, Dat Piff, for recovering all that and then putting it back up. So we're good. Yo, exactly. Well, I was very thank happy. You. Yeah. So um, that's it for this week's episode. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.